This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. It was the story that you probably heard on the news yesterday, and I'm not sure if you had the same reaction, but it was the house in Coventry Hills that took, what, over 100 complaints to the police for neighbors to finally see that home shut down. Now, I know that's on the extreme end, but I wanted to talk this hour, and I want to hear from you, 403-974-8255. The idea of neighbors and dealing with maybe what you consider a troubled neighbor and what your steps are, what's your recourse, and when do you finally say, how many times do we have to either call the city bylaw or eventually the police to get some action on this? Hopefully you haven't had to deal with that serious of a situation. But if you have, I want to hear your story. 403-974-8255. I'm going to take phone calls and texts. You can send the text in right now. But I want to start the conversation first with Councillor Giancarlo Carra. Hello, uh, Councillor Carra. How are you, Angela? I'm doing well. And and you know what I'm, I'm saying? That is on the extreme end of things. You've been a councillor for quite a while. I imagine your office gets a lot of phone calls from neighbours that just don't get along. Well, we certainly get that situation. And I, and I just want to sort of make a distinction about this Coventry Hills house. That uh, the, the hundred or so calls that you're talking about, only four were calls to the city bylaw. The other, you know, hundred were calls to the Calgary police. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, there's let, let's differentiate between what you do when you've got a problem neighbor. The community standards bylaw that the city of Calgary has is, is, is a pretty good piece of legislation in that it really it uses some carrots and sticks right the idea is that you want to encourage people to behave well you want to educate them in what it is to behave well and if people are uh, refusing to get in line and be a good neighbor then you've got some sticks that you can sort of take them to court on uh, all bylaw complaints are based on a complaint basis so it starts when you you know it starts with neighbor on neighbor violence but hopefully our bylaw officers are um good enough at their jobs and hopefully the problem person is a reasonable human being and these things can get resolved um, the other issue of course is police activity and and i've had an i've had a couple of occasions where a house goes bad where somebody's life goes south where they get involved in um you know maybe substance abuse and that substance abuse is illicit and uh they unfortunately find themselves with uh new roommates who are associated with that, and all of a sudden the house starts devolving into a a criminal activity. Now, the provincial government under the PCs uh, developed a pretty cool program called SCAN. And when you've got somebody whose house is sort of set up as a drug house or or a a hotbed of criminal activity, uh, SCAN comes into play. And SCAN steps away from the police and it actually uh, uses the the provincial marshals, and they're able to seize the property and shut down activity on it for, you know, a big chunk of time, like a hundred days. And I've had a couple of uh, neighborhood situations where there was obvious drug activity. Neighbors who are heartsick about that, you know, angry with their neighbor, angry with the fact that they're dealing with potentially dangerous people who are now part of. Uh, the neighborhood life and, mm-hmm. and becoming less. And, and the SCAN program is really good at disrupting that and, and, and resetting it. 
So I think what I was told is that the Coventry Hills house was a police issue, and it probably uh, was a scan-related issue. I'm not totally briefed on that. But then there's just, you know, issues of of your neighbors not mowing their lawn, not shoveling their walks, not being good neighbors, and and that's a bylaw issue. And and we're really focused on, you know, complain, and our bylaw officers go in there and try and and provoke and, and encourage good behavior on all parties. And Giancarlo, I'm glad you clarified that. And that's what I was saying. The the Coventry is an extreme. And I'm assuming that probably there's a difference between knowing if you should call the police or you should call your counselor or you should call bylaw officers, depending on the level of issues that you're having with a particular neighbor. Well, what I tell what I tell all of my constituents is, you know, we're here as your city counselors. We've got staff who are here to help. Um, you know, and what you have to do is call 311 because that sets up the system and then share the service request number with your with your counselor and your counselor's office is, is there to sort of make sure that you're informed properly, that the city's doing its job well, and we can keep an eye on it. You know, it's a push-pull relationship. You're pushing, I'm pulling, but, uh, you know, what we want to make sure is we're getting the job done. Um, I want to note for you that uh, in November... City Council approved some minor amendments to the community standards mm-hmm. bylaw. Uh, they pertain to noise specifically, uh, rather than just a basic decibel level. We start to recognize that you know your deep bass carries a lot further, and so we've been able to uh, work with industry and change the bass levels of outdoor concerts. So they're uh, the, the concert goer in the in the environment is not recognizing anything wrong, but people who are living downriver, you know, two miles are also not experiencing that concert as if it was in their living room. Uh, we've had a lot of concerns about wood-burning fire pits and people abusing that, and, and so we've tightened up the rules on that. Uh, we've, uh, we've increased uh, fines with regard to uh, upkeep of properties to just you know increase the size of our stick, and we've included some uh, regulation about flyers so that people just can't blanket uh, Without impacting people's free speech, we've uh, increased the ability for people to say uh, no flyers at their door and, uh, and for us to enforce against groups that ignore that. And I definitely that remember important. that. Yeah, I remember those amendments, too. So those are the key ones when uh, after council kind of reviewed the community standards bylaw. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the idea is that, you know, political speech is not is not um, impacted, but, you know, private groups that are pursuing agendas that you know people don't necessarily want thrust through their doors uh are now we're 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 we're, uh recognizing people's uh the balance between free speech and private property rights there and and enforcing along those lines and you know some residents would rather not even have the political flyers either but i know it didn't go that far yeah well i won't stand for that you gotta (laughs) you're gonna hear from me when it's time to reelect me (laughs) okay come back to um the idea of the complaints because and and you're as you say you're familiar with scan because of a couple of situations in your constituency yeah and, and, and all of them were cleared up and you know what i tell the neighbors is you know like don't it's very easy to get paranoid and feel threatened and you know keep put yourself in this other person's shoes whose life is going south all of a sudden they're consumed in a criminal environment that they don't want they're not the hunters you're the hunter you're the hunters that's what i tell my my residents you know it's a it's a pain it's unfortunate it's not right but you know you've got a strong community standing with you and this person's life's going 
uh, south. And, and our police, thankfully, are not just interested in enforcing uh, the law. They're also interested in prevention. But sometimes you have to intervene for the for, for the betterment of the neighborhood, and we've got we've got the right systems in place there. So, you know, go through the process. Scan has the ability to do things that are outside of the criminal courts that are about property seizure, and that really makes a difference when 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 things like that happen. But how reluctant were even any of the residents that you had approach you about this and eventually going the scan route? Because I I would like to think that you're going to make a call when you see some illegal activity. But I'm sure some residents are also hesitant to want to get involved and hoping the problem just goes away. Well, you know, I think uh, sometimes the problem does go away, but sometimes it gets worse and yeah. worse and worse. And I think, you know, it's really important for strong neighbors to stand together. And, and, and uh, we've, you know, it, it's, it's ultimately the police who kick it up to scan because they, they, they you know, they know, who, they know who the bad guys are and they track the bad guys and they keep tabs on them. And when the bad guys set up shop in a place where, where we have the ability to interrupt that, we do. Does it usually take that long, though? I mean, I mean, someone hearing a hundred times people had to call the police or, you know, four of those were to bylaw, but most of them were to the police. That's got to be frustrating for neighborhoods. Well, you know what I tell everybody, you know, especially because we're sort of in a we're in a, we're in a little bit of a crime wave right now. And there's been a couple of things that have contributed to that. Obviously, there's a fentanyl and car fentanyl on the street. And that's sort of creating a you know, I grew up in New York City in the 1980s and when crack cocaine hit. This is a similar kind of thing. It's a drug we haven't seen before. It's ravaging people with its extreme addictiveness, and people are engaged in a lot of petty crime just 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 to afford that next hit, and that's creating a lot of instability. Um, there's obviously the downturn in the economy, which is not helping, and there's sort of I think there's sort of like this social media sort of uberification of crime that's sort of destabilizing existing criminal networks because people are becoming freelancers, and that's causing a lot of uh, criminal on criminal violence, which which obviously doesn't make normal law-abiding citizens feel a lot safer when the reports come in. Mm. Um, you know, our police are really top-notch, and they're working on this. And uh, I think, uh, I think what I tell all of my residents is: harden your assets. Don't leave change. Don't leave stealable things lying around in your cars because people will break windows. Lock your doors. Don't leave your bike chained to your front porch. Put everything away and report everything because the police really work on a they've got a big data system. They're tracking the bad guys. And, you know, you see something and you report it in that helps paint the picture of where they can best deploy their forces. So when I hear there's 100 calls, I think that neighbors are doing their jobs. Giancarlo, I want to just take a quick break here because I want to delve into the community standards bylaw a little bit more, and I'm getting some questions from texters as well. Can I keep you for a few sure. more minutes? I'll, I'll stay for a commercial break for sure. Thanks a lot. Okay, Giancarlo Carra, he is the counselor for Ward 9-403-974-8255. It's the number to call and text. I'll be taking more calls after my conversation with Giancarlo, but after the break, I, I do want to talk about the, the upkeep of property and what that does to a neighborhood and what neighbors can do to make Make sure that everyone is making sure the neighborhood looks good. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. How well do you get along with your neighbor? And have you ever had a, a problem neighbor and wondering what process does it 
Do you have to go through? I, I got a text here, Jean-Carlo Carrai, he's the counselor who's joining me this half hour. Uh, one person says, people who call bylaw services on their neighbors are petty, juvenile cowards. Good behavior doesn't require socio-interventionalism. From the nanny state, walk over, talk to them. You'd probably agree with that tactic, wouldn't you, John? I absolutely think that you should know your neighbor. I mean, we're talking about crime on the one hand, community standards on the other. You know, another amazing thing for creating crime-resistant neighborhoods is to know your neighbors and to know them well. And and so, yeah, everything starts with a conversation with your neighbors. I, I agree that if you're if you're uh, just you know calling bylaw and turning people in, you know that's just that's just no good. I I live in the house I live in in Inglewood because the neighbor was the kind of guy who called every called in on everybody, and he just he made life so miserable for himself he moved away. Oh, and I was. <laughs> And I was very happy to, uh, you know, be able to swoop in and take that home. And I think that's an important message. Yes, know your neighbors. Hopefully you can go and say, have a, an adult conversation. However, there are situations either where there's renters that you don't see, so there's an absentee landlord, or there's um, an empty, vacant lot where who do I go and talk to? So, I mean, there are situations where you, you don't know who to turn to to be able to make sure that the lot is kept up. Absolutely. And you know what? The, the reality is, you know, we're Westerners feuding with our neighbor is in our blood. And sometimes you can't see eye to eye with people. And that's why that's why we have bylaws to sort of step in and play that third party role to get everybody on the same page. And that's why we have a community standards bylaw to really establish, you know, a baseline of what's appropriate behavior. I will say, you know, if you've got a neighbor who's not performing their basic upkeep of their property and get to know them. And if it's a if they don't understand, you know, we have we have situations in some of my neighborhoods where we've got new immigrants who've never mowed a lawn and don't understand that kind of thing. This is an opportunity to reach out and get to know people. You've got seniors who are unable to shovel or mow. You know, be a good neighbor first and foremost. And if you're at a uh, if you're at an impasse, you know, we do have we do have a great bylaw team who can step in and uh, smooth things over and. And make sure everyone's on the same page and, and behaving well. And if, and if things are going bad that way, we've got some sticks that we can use. And those would be fines? Yeah, and, you know, fines. And, uh, and you know, we, we have to be able to prove things in a court. But yeah. we, can, we can do that. And, you know, we're, we're good at that. And we understand what we can enforce and what we can't. This is a, this is a very well-tested piece of legislation. So we don't overextend. We know we know what we can do and how we can do it. So, even when you were reviewing the community standards and coming up with some of those amendments in November, did uh, bylaw officers give you an idea of where the biggest complaints come from? Yeah, I mean, we we we, we got that. And we also know which wards are the biggest complainers. I can tell you that Ward Niners or my ward, they, they like to call. They like to call three one one. They like to call bylaw seems to be in our blood. Um, but I don't have those particular stats in front of me, but they are available. Yeah, no, I was just curious because I think, and, and parking falls out of community standards bylaw, correct? That would be with the parking authority. Yeah, the Calgary Parking Authority enforces on parking and uh, the city of Calgary Transportation Department makes the, uh, it creates the environment which the parking authority enforces on. So, you know, if it's a cul-de-sac situation where people are are illegally angle parking, uh, you know, it just takes one neighbor to call in. Mm-hmm. And, and what we found when that story broke was that 
you know, when it became a story, all kinds of neighbors started calling in on their neighbors, and, and we had sort of a situation where we had to do a bunch of enforcement. What we're doing now on that front, by the way, is we're looking at all the places where there's enough room to legally set up legal angle parking, and we're working with the neighbors to make sure that's something they want and that they're interested in. Um, well, especially in cul-de-sacs, and as you say, when that story broke, you suddenly had people looking at the cul-de-sacs saying, you know what, this is the problem. We just don't have any available parking. And then the way houses are designed, that driveways take up most of it. So it, I, I'm encouraged to hear that some of those are being reviewed so that you can legally angle park. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the reality is if you've, got a, if you've got a fire truck that's trying to get to an emergency or an ambulance that's trying to get to an emergency mm-hmm. and they go down a cul-de-sac and it's the wrong one, those cul-de-sacs are bulbed out so they can turn around. Yeah. And if they can't turn around, we're putting lives in danger, and that's why the rules are what the rules are. But some cul-de-sacs, there's enough room to do these things and turn a truck around and turn an ambulance around. There's no reason if the neighbors are agreeing why we can't uh, put the rules in place. So that's, that's what's allowed. Can't we just get along? that's the dream that's That's the the dream dream, Giancarlo thanks so much for your time today thank you Councillor Giancarlo Garra he's the counselor for Ward 9 which apparently makes the most calls to 311 and and maybe that's not such a bad thing it's neighbors looking out for neighbors or making sure that standards are kept up but I want to hear from you 403-974-8255 take a break here for news and hopefully you know you don't have any issues but maybe there were issues and how were they resolved or you've got a current issue right now and you've called by law and nothing seems to be changing Uh, Your chance to share your stories coming up after this. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.